Welcome to the Christian Faith Fellowship Church podcast. We are a church that believes in praying, going, and life-changing discipleship in Jesus. We are so glad you joined in for this message. If you enjoy what you hear, follow us to stay connected with our future updates and podcasts. Here is Armor of God Part 3. Grab a Bible and a notebook and get ready to learn. Here we go. Hey, church family, are you ready to dig into the Word? We're going to continue our teaching on the armor of God. We've done two weeks on this already, and we're going to go ahead and build on it tonight. So if you want to go and turn to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, we're going to get rolling there. Let's go ahead and read it all together first, and then we'll go ahead and pick up, I believe, around verse 15 tonight. Ephesians 6, 10, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Don't just take some pieces of it. Take his righteousness. Take the helmet of salvation. Take the sword of the spirit. Take each and every part of the armor. It's God's gift to us in this demon-infested world that we live in until Jesus Christ returns and sets up his kingdom. We need His armor. In fact, I taught you a few weeks ago that the armor that we wear is the exact armor that Jesus Christ wore. And think about what he did to the devil in the wilderness, right? It is written, it is written, it is written. Let us say, it is written, it is written, it is written also. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil or the deceptions of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. Church family, we are not fighting political opponents. We are not fighting uh, bosses or employers. We are not fighting uh, the cancel culture or things like that. What we are fighting is principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age, and the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. You know, you think about it. What's going to make heaven heavenly? No principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Be no demonic power, number one. Number two, the curse is totally taken off the earth. The new Jerusalem will come upon the earth, and we'll be able to worship God here on the earth, up in heaven. It's going to be, you'd think some of the scenes on Star Trek were pretty cool. This is going to be amazing what God has in store for us. But as soon as we know, as soon as we watch that day, as Michael grabs Lucifer, Satan, the dragon, and takes him and bounds him in chains and throws him, throws the false prophet, throws the beast, the Antichrist, into the lake of fire, bound for a thousand years, heaven is going to be heavenly and not the new earth because it's a thousand years still we'll be living on the earth, but the curse removed where the lion lays with the lamb, where a, a child can put his hand into a viper's nest and not have to worry about being killed or anything like that. Church family, it's going to be awesome, amen? That's why I always say, look it up, 
Because Jesus said, as you see these things approaching, look up, your redemption draws nigh, and we're seeing these things approaching. But for some reason, I, I don't know why people think this. I, it's just ignorance. And as Paul said, let those that are ignorant, re, ignorant remain ignorant, right? They think that because we are earnestly looking for the return of the Lord, we don't stay busy working for God. No, it's those that have an expectation of the next life that put so much more effort into this life, that give more, that help more, that sow more of their time, of their talent, of their treasure. So when they want to bring that nonsense on me, all you're doing is looking up, brother and sister, I'm looking up. But I guarantee I'm giving more. I guarantee I'm working harder. As the Apostle Paul said, who was looking forward to that day, I work more earnestly for my Jesus Christ because I want to be able to get there and hear, well done in the ministry that you were called. Now that gets confusing to people because people say, well, that's work-based. No, 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 slow down. We are saved by grace. There's no if, what's, or buts. You get to go to heaven just because of what Jesus did on the cross. It is finished. It is done. But God puts different callings in our lives. I'm called to be a pastor. You might be called to be a mother. You might be called to be a father, a provider. You might be called at your job, whatever it is. You work as hard as you can for that. You don't work to please man with eye service. You work to please God who sees us all the time. That's the difference. You stay busy for the Lord, and he'll reward us for our labors. We will be rewarded in three areas. What we have done with our time. Is our time watching 12 hours of TV a day? Or is our time given to prayer, given to the study of his word? As opportunities arise, we share the word of God with, with others. What we do with our talent, what has God blessed you with? What is your talent? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know what my talent is. Can you bake a pie? Make a pie for someone that's poor. Can you uh, help somebody out for a few months? Whatever it might be, you get involved with your talent. And then of your treasure, what has God blessed you with? How can you be a blessing to somebody? Maybe it's a missionary overseas. Maybe it's your local church. Maybe it's bringing a, ba a bag of groceries to your neighbor that you know just lost their job. Or maybe bringing a bag of groceries to the, for the, the pantry. Whatever it is, you just stay faithful in those three areas and you are going to hear, well done. What you do with your time, well done. What you do with your talent, well done. What you do with your treasure, A amen, amen. Finally, brethren, let's keep going on. Uh, there it is. For we don't wrestle against these demonic beings, right? Therefore, verse 13, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. We are living in an evil day. I believe every generation has had its evil day, but the Bible says that it's going to be the most evil just before the Lord's return. Now, where sin abounds, grace yet more. Where it's darker, light penetrates even stronger. So, in saying that, we're living in a dark day. I also have to say, there is more light out there than ever before. There are more Christians on planet Earth than ever before. Yeah, they talk about, 
you know, churches are closing and a church attendance is down and all. It's because people are sick and tired of the phony baloney, amen? Preach the word, lift up Jesus Christ, and let God do the rest, amen? Therefore, take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Again, a military phrase. After you've won a battle, get ready for another battle to start and get ready to be victorious in that battle. Amen? This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And in the King James Version, you'll see the word even is in the italics, meaning it wasn't in the original writing. So this is what it says. This is the victory that overcomes the world, Faith, faith. That's why we have Hebrews chapter 11. That's why it says in verse 6, without faith it's impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Take time to read Hebrews chapter 11. Take time to look at the hall of faith. Take time to look at those that conquered. And in one part of it says, some of them didn't want it anymore but they wanted the greater resurrection. Amen. Awesome chapter, Hebrews chapter 11. Maybe we'll take some time one day and study that one too. Amen. All right, let's continue on. Verse 14, stand therefore, keep on going. Don't quit. Don't quit. If I'm speaking to you tonight, don't quit. So easy to quit. So many Christians have given up the faith because of a few passing moments of pleasure of this world and they are passing. This life is but a vapor that appears for a while and vanishes away. Keep your heart fixed on Jesus. Amen? Having girded your waist with truth, thy word is truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, he is our righteousness. Now let's pick up on verse 15 here. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now you know that the Roman soldiers, they had these amazing boots. They were uh, clad with metal on the outside so that if the enemy hit them with the sword or something like that, it would not penetrate and cut them and be the end of them. They also had spikes at the bottom of their feet so that they could march. They, they said when the Roman soldiers came in, it literally shook. Can you imagine that? what it must have sounded like when they walked into a, a military confrontation. It'd be like, you know, here's a high school football team, and they're ready to play football against another high, high school football team in the New York Giants or the New England Patriots or whatever, the Baltimore Ravens come on out there, and they're like, are you kidding me? And that's what the, the Roman soldiers did. Boom, 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 boom. Having your feet shod, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now hold your place there and go with me to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16, and we're going to begin with verse 15. Okay, you there? Now watch. And he said to them, said to who? Said to us, said to the disciples, every one of us have been saved through their words. Go into all the world. This is why we as a church support world missions. It's not just about our little area. Our area is our J J Jerusalem, but we also got to go to our state, our Judea, 
And we also got to go to our United States, our Samaria. But we also got to go to the uttermost parts of the earth with the gospel. Now look, a lot of us can't go to Russia, but Rick Renner can go to Russia and he's out there right now. A lot of us can't go to uh, Cambodia or Oh, but every home for Christ is out there. We support them. And on and on. You, you see what I'm saying? There are ministries that are already established there. There are native ministries that are established there. People, indigenous people of the land that we can support them. And we can help them so that they don't have to think about the financial burden. They can continue to preach the word of God. And that's what the Bible teaches so clearly in Corinthians and all. We that have, we are blessed. And I say it every week. And, you know, people that want to be negative about it, what do they say? Oh, they're just a bless me club. No, brother and sister, we are blessed. Would you say it with me or type it in there? To be a blessing. God has financially, God has, with, with this campus he has given us, he has blessed us as a church so that we can be a blessing to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out there. Did you see all those boxes uh, for Operation Blessing from our church that's going to go spreading out throughout the world? In Jan well, January, February, whenever the Super Bowl is, we'll ha be having our a Super Bowl 2.0 where last year we switched it over, not just to bowls of soup, but to pasta and tuna and, and all different things and how much came in. It was just overboard. It blessed the pantries beyond words. That's a giving church, and you are a giving people, amen? Because it's not just the church this part, it's the church this part. We're all the church of Jesus Christ, amen? And here he says, go into all the world. For what reason? To set up social clubs, to set up, you know, give them food, but never tell them about Christ? No. And preach the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. It is what Jesus did on the cross it is what Jesus did for three days in the bowels of the earth, and it is what Jesus did, risen from the dead. What he is doing now at the right hand of Almighty God, ever living to make intercession for us, he is our risen king. Amen. So we're to get out there. But the statement I want you to catch now about this word gospel, back over in Ephesians 6.15, you don't have to turn there, stay where you are. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a gospel of peace. Peace to earth. Goodwill towards man. That's the message now. God is not condemning man. Oh, yes, he is. He's a, a God of fire. He's a God of vengeance. Well... I'm glad we live under this dispensation of grace. Isn't it interesting? In fact, hold your place there and go with me to John 3:16. <coughs> A very familiar scripture, right? One of the most beautiful scriptures ever written. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Here's my question to you, number one. Have you believed on the Son? Yeah, I believe on Jesus Christ. Then you have eternal life. 
If for some reason, right where you are right now, if you've accepted Jesus, if you are washed by his blood, and you were hit with a heart attack right this second, you will be in the celestial city. You would be in the most beautiful place you've ever been. You will be greeted by Jesus and angels. You will see your loved ones flocking there to, to welcome you in and on and on. That's why the Bible says, and they overcame, uh, Revelations 12, 11, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives even to death. Amen? We've been watching those, um, those cartoons. They're so good. They're on YouTube. They're called uh, something, Torch of Something. Uh, also, the voice of the martyr, they're about... 30 minutes long, and they're cartoons on Christian heroes, people that were martyred for the cause, or, or like Harriet Truman that was known as Moses, taking the people, the slaves from the south and bringing them to the north. Powerful stories for your kids. Church family, if you got children, it is your responsibility to get them filled. You can let them go and play PlayStation all day and pervert their minds, or you can say, you know what? I want you to watch these Superbook episodes. They're all free. They're on YouTube. I want you to watch these Light and Torch or something like that. Uh, Voice of the Martyr, little 30-minute videos. Let your kids, we read to our grandchildren, Ileana and Marcello, every time they're over. We read from the, from the uh, Fox's Book of Martyr, written in a devotional style, that they can see the price that was paid for the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ today. We read those stories. Sunday night when they slept over, we watched two of those videos. I, I, I don't remember the name of the person. One starts with a P. She was in Rome. She was actually a Roman person, but she wrote this entire letter that got out. It's known as the oldest letter from the early church. And she wrote that, I don't care. My life belongs to Jesus. And they put her in the Colosseum and the animals couldn't even kill her. The beast came and tossed her around and everything else. Finally, they killed her with the sword. Can you imagine the reunion? In fact, she said in the letter, just the day before she had a dream and she saw herself going up into heaven. Oh, church family. Don't sorrow for those that have died before us in Christ. Sorrow for us that are still left behind in this crazy world. Amen? But I encourage you, parents. Our grandchildren, uh, Pablo, subscribe to what's called Odyssey. It's from Focus on the Family. It's a monthly subscription for it. But they want to hear these stories when they're in the car, uh, wit, Wit's End and, and all the characters of Odyssey. They, when they go to bed at night, they turn that on and they listen. They're exciting stories. They're audio stories. So you get to download it on your phone or, or whatever you have there. And that, that, that is so good. It's called Odyssey. It's from Focus on the Family. Superbooks. I love Superbooks. That's from CBN or these that I just found on the YouTube station, uh, Torch and whatever it is. If I find it, I'll try to put it out to you. But just type in for Voice of the Martyrs cartoon, and it'll take you right to it. Amen? I know a little side thing there, but parents, we got to be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. Amen, parents? I mean, you know, 
One thing that me and Diane did, we made sure our kids knew the word of God growing up. And all three of our children are born again. They married born-again mates, and all their children are, are learning the word of God now. That took some work. We made a decision. We weren't just going to go to any church. We were going to go to a church that preached the word of God and a church that had a children's ministry and a teen ministry that preached the word of God. You got to make those decisions. I'm not going to compromise on that. That is the vision of our church. Number one vision of our church is to preach the word of God, to teach the word of God accurately, just like I did Sunday as we taught on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, line upon line, precept upon precept. Let the scripture interpret the scripture. And we make sure that our teens, our young adults, and our children are taught the word of God. They're not just coming together just for a time of yappity yap. Oh, we got basketball night, football days, beach days, great adventure days, all these different things. But the word of God is going to be taught also. Amen? All right, back to John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not sent his son into the world to what? Condemn the world. But what did he send them for? That the world through him might be saved. Let's quit condemning people. Jesus doesn't condemn us. In fact, the next verse says, he who believes in him is not condemned. He who does not believe in him is condemned already. Why is he condemned already? Because he's under the sin of Adam. He's under the first Adam. He doesn't have redemption. He's not born again. He is spiritually, she is spiritually dead. That's why they will be separated for all eternity in a place called hell. And that's why we want to preach the gospel of peace to them. Amen. So let's pick up again. You should still be there in Mark 16, 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized. Let's talk about baptism just for a moment. We are going to have a baptism service on Thanksgiving Eve. Enough with, I'm too embarrassed to do it. Enough with, oh, you know, I just don't want people to see me all wet my hair, all that. Nobody gives a hoot about that. Get over that pride and make a decision to be water baptized. Because here it says, Look what it says. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Now, will water baptism get you saved? No, but it's still a command of the Lord, and we do it. I still remember me and God having a little conversation one day, and I just said, Pastor Fogel at Calvary Temple said they're doing a baptism service. I said, ain't no way I'm going to get water baptized. I was such a nervous person back then. And, uh, and I heard, uh, and I just said, you know, there ain't no way I'm going to go up there in front of all those people and say something and, and look like a, a, a fool, which you really don't. People get excited for you, to be honest with you. And I heard in my spirit, oh, it was okay for me to be on that cross naked, but it's not okay for you to just dunk yourself in some water and tell people that you're born again. I got water baptized that, that service, amen. Look, it's a decision. It's a command of the Lord. 
I would do what God tells us to do. Amen, church family? We got to quit having excuses. So right on your cell phone right there, go right into our app, go to events, and sign up. There's nothing you have to bring besides a change of clothes and a towel. We do all the rest for you. Amen? Thanksgiving Eve evening, in-house, 7 p.m. For some reason, if you can't make it that night, but you can make it that day, call Rev Bob at cffchurch.org. Let him know. We'll have the tank filled then. We'll go ahead and dunk you during the day also. Amen? But we prefer that you do it at night with everybody because it's a witness. It's an outward show that I have died to Christ and I am now risen to newness of life. He who is baptized will be saved and he who does not believe will be condemned. See, it's the unbelieving that will condemn us. But he said this is a gospel of peace. Peace. Shalom, shalom. You know, I was reading in John in my devotion on that 555, five days a week, five minutes a day, so forth and so on that we've been doing. Every morning at 6.30 a.m., I do a prayer time. We, got, we probably get two to 300 views, so that's showing me it's quite a few people that join me. We keep it about five to seven minutes so that people know it's quick and they can go on with their day, but we pray together. But we also do that 555 there. Not that we read it there. We share one scripture and a lot of people jot in. They type in on YouTube, so forth and so on. The scripture that blessed them. And one thing I saw is every time Jesus appeared to people after the resurrection, he said, peace to you, peace to you, peace unto you, peace unto you. And back then they would say, shalom, completeness, oneness, uh, complete peace in him. Amen. Why is this peace important? Look at Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Romans 5 and verse 1. Man, this is some good stuff, church. I'm glad, I'm glad you're joining me tonight. Good, good stuff. Look what he says here in Romans 5.1. Therefore, having been justified by faith. What does justified mean? Come on, you know what it is. Go ahead and type it there. Just as if I've never sinned. Come on, put it down. Just as if I've never sinned. This is the amazing thing of our salvation is when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know, it's so easy to sing the songs, but let's believe the songs. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It washes away every sin. We're not going to get up to heaven and God's going to say, let's look at your life. Let's look at all the sins. You know what? He's going to say, let's look at your life. He's going to look at all that you have done for the cause of Christ. What you did with your time, your talent, your treasure at the great Bema seat of Christ. But if you truly have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your sins are washed away. Amen. Well, you know, I know so-and-so and they're living for the devil and they call themselves a Christian. You know what? That's between them and God. But a Christian, you will know they are Christian by their love, by their fruit. Amen? A lot of people can proclaim the name, but when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you sin, you don't feel right about it. You know, this is not good. I shouldn't have done that. Father, forgive me. Amen? So justification is a legal term that means to be made right 
or righteous, right with the state, right with the government, right in the, the court of law on the legal earthly sense. We have been made right in the court of law in the heavenly places. Oh, we God. Can you imagine that Jesus made this statement? Catch what I'm going to say. Catch it. Father, show them that you love them as much as you love me. God loves us with the exact same love that he loves Jesus Christ. And boy, you could read through the Gospels where Jesus just talks about him and the Father were one. The love that he has for the Father, the love that the Father has for him. Yeah, but God sent them to the cross. That's right. He sent them for you and me so that he could love us with that same love that sin won't separate us from God anymore. When God put that sword, that flaming sword, between Adam and Eve and that tree of life, it was because of his great love towards us. Man, it took 4,000 years till Jesus came. And now it's 2,000 years. And as I said Sunday, if Peter says, we have now entered into the last days, how close are we to his return? Look up. Our redemption is drawing nigh. Why do I know that? Because scripture must be and will be fulfilled. Amen. Therefore, we have been justified how? By faith. What does that mean? It means accepting it for what God said and not how you feel. Oh, I don't feel like God loves me. Who said we walk by feelings? It says we walk by faith, not by sight. Here it says we are justified by faith. In other words, I accept it even when I don't feel it. I accept it even when I mess up. If I messed up right now, I would still say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because it's not my spirit that messed up. It might have been my mind, or it might have been one of the areas of my flesh, my eyes, my hearing, my tasting, my smell, whatever it is. But my heart is pure, perfect, and holy before him because of what my Savior has done. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, you have peace with God. How? Because I'm a good person. No, because I keep the Ten Commandments. No, because I keep the other 600 commandments. No, why do I have peace with God? Through our Lord Jesus Christ, all because of what Jesus Christ has done. So one more time, we only got through one verse tonight. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel, the word of God, of peace. Don't bang people. Don't bang your kids over their heads with the gospel. Love them. Again, get them involved with, with, of course, with church. That's number one. Your kids need to be in church. Oh, well, they're involved in all this. I am more concerned of my kids' eternal state than their little measly five years or whatever involved in this and that there. Oh, they'll bellyache. Let them bellyache. At least they'll get to heaven. Amen? So get your kids in church. Get them on a Bible reading plan. I loaded our bookstore up with children devotionals and children and teen books so that they can grow, grab one of them, get in the bookstore. We got our big pre-Christmas sale going on right now. Everything is 30% off. 
get on in there, grab a book. You can come during office hours and go in there and grab something for Christmas or get them in the Word. Diane reads that Odyssey devotional to them every time they're over. Before they go to bed at night, they hear a story of victory because of Jesus Christ. Amen, church family. It's important. Wow, you really pounded on that tonight. It's important. I want to see my kids in heaven, amen? And I will see my kids in heaven. Can you say the same thing? Are you instilling that with them? Not with fear, not with you better serve the Lord, but with love. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. You love them with the word of God. You love them with the love of Jesus. You let them know Jesus was a real man and Jesus Christ gave us victory. Amen, church family. God is good. God is good. Let us go. Let's go ahead and close up tonight. Father, we bless you and we thank you for this evening. I thank you for my church family. And before I pray the altar call, I want to pray for them because they're so dear to me. Every morning I pray for them, Lord. I pray Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 3 over them. I pray Psalm 23, Psalm 91, Psalm 1, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. I speak this over my earthly family and my spiritual family. So Lord, I thank you for the blessing that they are to me. And I pray that I'm a blessing to them. And I pray shalom, peace on you. I pray for your children that you'll take some of the instructions I gave tonight. You'll get them on Odyssey. You'll get them in Superbooks. You'll get them on some of these uh, things on YouTube. So many free things to get them in. Have them watch the movie, The Pilgrim's Progress, that just came out a couple years ago. Animated, powerful, powerful. Lord, I pray for them. Oh, Lord, strengthen them. Give them wisdom for themselves, for their family. I pray as John prayed, beloved, I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. I pray that they would prosper spiritually, mentally, physically, socially, and financially. And I thank you for that. Thank you for their love. Thank you for their kindness. Thank you for so many of them involved in the church helping us out. So many are going to be water baptized, Lord. Thank you. So many have brought their, their operation blessing gifts in, on and on. Blessings on them, Lord. Blessings. Now, if you're here with us tonight, you've never asked Jesus into your heart. Pray this with me. Please ask him in your heart. The hour is late. The hour is late. We want our church totally empty. When the rapture happens, amen, say this with me. Precious Father in heaven, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord, be my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you, Lord, that I believe that I am born again tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you're making that decision today, congratulations. Please let us know. We want to help you as best we can. Write us at RevBob at CFFChurch.org or the church number there, 973-209-7786. Amen. We love you. 
Church family, we love you. Blessings on you and your family. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his confidence upon you and give you his shalom. We pray this in Jesus' name. If you agree, would you type in amen, 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 and put some thumbs ups or some hearts. Jesus, he is Lord. God bless. Mm -hmm.